So, Lord Jesus, we love you. Um, we thank you for what already is being said here this morning, Lord Jesus, and um, your goodness, Lord God, towards us. And we pray for Greg, and we pray that the words the word you have given him to speak, Lord God, to us, that they will um, they will penetrate our hearts, Lord God, and just um, bring new life to us. Bless him this morning. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. There goes any uh, opportunity for saying I've been prepping for months, you know, <laughs> praying, fasting, you know. Yeah, thanks. Um, no, it's it's a privilege to be here as always, um, and I'm I'm looking forward to 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 sharing what the Lord has put on my heart. Uh, and um, you know, it, it it honestly has been a journey for the last couple of months. Um, last time I was out here, I spoke about um, shaping culture and and how we as followers of Christ, have access to uh, more than we even know uh, in Jesus and, and how that can impact our culture and our society. And today is kind of, uh, it's almost an extension of that. It's um, something that the Lord has really challenged me on uh, recently, and it's it's all around how in a society which um, kind of gets its moral compass from set from all over the place, how do we as Christians kind of establish ourselves and make our mark in that and um, how do we set our compass um from a moral perspective in in a society where where the obscene is is accepted and where uh you know where anything goes and where people can just say that this is my belief system and um we have to accept that or else you get you get labeled as all kinds of things you get labeled a bigot or a, a racist or you know all these things where um there's just some things that aren't that aren't okay as you know according to what scripture says and so how do we align those things how do we align what the bible says and the reality of where we where we live of of what our society is and what our society says um so in a few minutes i'm going to read from 1 corinthians 6 uh, 9 to 11 and then ephesians 5 1 to 14 um have you ever heard the phrase "good Christian"? Right? What does it mean to be a good Christian? Or I'm just trying to be a good Christian in this situation. Or you're in this season and you're just trying to be like, what does that even mean? What does it mean to be try to be a good Christian? Um, that's kind of the start of where this 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 went for me is like, uh, you know, dealing with some situations just in work and um, with the people that I spend just a lot of time with. And you know, I think I mentioned it last time. Uh, I'm a bit introverted, and so I like having space where uh, I can, re- you know, recharge myself away from people and away from uh, attention. Um, and so I f- sometimes find people can be quite grating. Um, I think we all find that, but I think the introverted part of me just kind of aggravates that a little bit. Um, and so there was some stuff going on. And I'm like, just trying to, and I found myself thinking, like, you know, how how can I be good through this? Like, how can I, uh, you know, stay stay aligned with God through this and I kind of realized it's like maybe that's where this whole good Christian things come from it's like how do I how can I stay aligned with what God's purposes are uh, through all this crap that's going on um, and then just uh, came across these few scriptures and they just rocked me and I'm like I don't I don't know how even to land on these so listen to this in in first Corinthians 6 9 through 11 do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? 
Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Then turn to Ephesians 5. from verse 1 follow God's example therefore as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God but among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people nor should there be obscenity foolish talk or coarse joking which are out of place but rather thanksgiving For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. The line that really, really got me there was, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God. I was like, my goodness, that that's heavy. Like that's a that's a really big statement in just a few words. That um, if if we fall into any of these things, the outcome is potentially that we don't have any inheritance in the kingdom. And that that rocked me. I was like, that that causes me to call into question everything that I'm doing, every word that I speak, every action, every behavior, every every habit, every thought. If, if I'm not aligning with, with what the scripture is saying here, there's a really, really big downside to that. There's a really big impact for that. Um, and I was left thinking, like, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if I can hit that. Like, I don't know if I can hit that mark that's that's being set here because that's it seems just so high. It seems like. You know, how can we ever get to that point? Because even if, like, the, the Bible calls out some some different traits and some different people here. So, like, like wrongdoers, the sexually immoral, idolaters, um, thieves, you know, slanderers, people who cheat. Like, there's, you know, even if you're not all of them, the chances are you at some point fall into a bit of each of those, right? Like, even if you're not uh, thieving, you know, maybe you're greedy in some cases. I know, like, there's a couple of things on this list that hit me and like straight away there's a few things that I've said or things that I've done that comes into my mind I'm like oh my goodness that's like that's me you know, like I'm hitting some of these and I'm falling short of this mark and you know the Bible's pretty clear about what it says when you don't hit that and so I kind of wrestled with this for a while and it's like you know I well first of all I know that you know I can't achieve any of this in my own strength right so um, I'm not going to focus on the on that side of it, but we know that that we can do all things through Christ. There, you know, He made He sacrificed Himself for us so that we can enter into uh, life uh, with Him and and have inheritance. So there's something that's already been done for us that we can enter into and take hold of, right? What I want to focus on today is there are there are other situations in our lives. There are other places in our lives where this stuff is rampant right in society there's there are there are always the slanderers and the drunkards and the greedy and the sexually immoral and the swindlers and the wrongdoers and um people who place others above god that's that's everyday life living in the world right um and 
so how do we live with that? How do we, as Christians, as followers of Christ, who have knowledge and access um, to the Father, who have knowledge of, of the sacrifice that was made for us, how do we um, make inroads in, in, in walking out this stuff, walking out the stuff that, that the Bible has laid out? Verse 7 of, of Ephesians 5 says, do not be partners with them. So like straight away here we're seeing like the start of of how to how to live out the life that Christ um designed for us. Um but that's hard, isn't it? Like everyone here has probably been the odd one out at some point, right? You've you've made a decision, um you've been challenged by something, you've made a decision not to partner with something, not to be involved with something, either not going on your work night out or not going out um, you know, to the pub after football or um, you know, not taking part in in something that's going on in in your society. You know, not taking part in in you know, slagging someone or talking about someone behind their back or gossiping. There's always, you know, chances are most of us have come uh, come into a, a situation like that where you've said, you know, like I'm just not. That's not me. I'm I'm going to just you know not take part in this. And it can be difficult to be the odd one out because after a while, you do that a few times, you just kind of get a reputation for being the weird one, right? Or the, you know, or oh, they're no crack, or they're just dry, or you know, no sense of humor, and it's like that can be difficult, right? Does anyone has anyone ever come up come up against that? Is it just me? Am I the only dry one here? <laughs> I'm just the boring one. Um, and then like in society. The, this whole thing of like taking the moral high ground or like oh look at them up on their high horse you know you get looked down on and judged for taking a moral stand for something um and and kind of what it seems is like if unless you're taking the moral stand which lines up with what society is then you're taking the wrong moral stand really you know really like you know oh yeah you can have your own you can have your own morals and take your own stand and take your own values but they have to kind of line up with this channel here that we're all going with um, and that's not what um, what the Bible lays out for us. And so it's hard, right? You're going to face judgment from others. You're going to face negative feedback and and potential like you know potentially being isolated from uh, your colleagues or your friends or your family at times. And the weight the weight of that can be hard, right? Like the the consequences of partnering with that is heavy from what the scripture says, right? No inheritance in the kingdom. I don't even know fully how to measure what that even means or what that even looks like. Um, but what's what, what I kind of am left with is well like if this is if this is the the impact, this is the the way, you know, to not not partnering is the way to kind of steer away from that, well then you're left with a choice, right? You're left with like, well, if if this is what I'm doing Am I willing to pay the cost of this? Am I willing to pay the short-term cost for this long-term, long-term benefit? And that's not—that's a really easy question to say and to talk about. It's a very, very difficult thing to actually do. Um, I was talking to someone this week who was dealing with some of this stuff in their workplace, where they're responsible for managing, um, you know, receipts for. Uh, for a program that they're working in, um, and so there, you know, there was some spending that that needed to happen to facilitate some of the work that was going on, and then they had to that have, had to all get reconciled at the end, right? They had to get balanced out and make sure that um, all the spending was tracked, and there were some people involved who 
who were who were being dishonest about what they spent the money on. So there was receipts coming back in that um, had you know very obviously non-project related items on it, like lunch and coffee and you know things. You know, like how are you getting your nails done for this? Uh, you know, this project that like you know this is very very obvious stuff, right? And uh, the you know the, the response was like, I oh, just you know just write it off, like just you know. Who's like who's gonna check that stuff? Like just write it off, you'll be fine. Like we oh we've been doing this for years. Like, you know, this is this is what the way it is. And uh this person was like, I c I'm not okay with that. Like I, I, I'm not okay with partnering with what you're doing or what you're saying is right. Um and naturally what happened there is, you know, people's uh emotions and people's egos and, and people's uh feelings get involved because they're like well that means if you're not doing it that means that this is going to reflect on me so suddenly the stuff that was happening in the darkness there's light beginning to be shone on it and you know that can make people very uncomfortable because then consequences are involved and um repercussions are involved and and so anyway this person went through this process and um you know flagged all of these things with uh, with their manager, and um, you know, so sure enough, the, you know, the light begins to shine on these things. Um, but that relationship, the relationship between those two colleagues, who which had been very positive up until this point, is probably not going to be the same again. You know, that person is probably um, not going to be uh, trusted with handling this stuff again because the person who was doing the misleading is now seeing. I can't get away with with that through this person, um, and so naturally that's going to cause things to shift, right? That's going to cause the relationship to look different, the interactions to look different. The other side of that coin, though, is what if what if this person had just written it off, you know, for the sake of their that relationship and saying, okay, well, like you know, I have to work here, you know, I have to stay here with this person, I have to, um, you know, spend uh, the majority of my time every week with this person probably be easier to do that if I just kind of turn the blind eye here but the weight of what of the Lord's calling on on our lives is is so much bigger than that and has such a, a, a longer term effect a longer term impact um, and so it's it's so difficult to weigh that up but it's also so important that we um that we know what the 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 consequences of it are and we that we're firm in in, and confident in what the Lord actually has for us. It's easy to talk about inheritance and it's easy to talk about um, God's purposes and God's plans, but do we actually know what that is like? Do we know what we're actually putting on the line when when we turn a blind eye to something or we we engage in in, in an activity or uh, in a process that that is counter to, to what God's heart is? I'm not saying that I know fully, but... I think it just needs to be something that we are that we're conscious of and considering. When we're faced with it, with this stuff, with the injustice, with people who are lying, with people who are gossiping or cheating or um, speaking against the lord or turning others away from the lord what like what do we do so we're you know the standard things is either you know you challenge it you partner with it or uh, you remove yourself 
right? So like taking yourself out and just saying, I'm not, I'm not being near this. And there's the next step, which is, I'm not being near this, but this is not right, and you shouldn't be doing this and challenging it. And then there's the, the other, completely other end of the spectrum as well. I'm just going to go along with this. Ephesians 5, the start of what I read out, kind of gives us the answer here, and this is what encourages me, um, because this is not, it's not surprising, right? It's not like, it's not new, um, but yet it's radical in that this is not what people expect, I don't think. Verse 1, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So not only do we not partner with them, and uh, with with you know these cultural things with with the people who are driving this stuff um notice it doesn't say that we judge notice it doesn't say that we uh, reject or we cast out it says we don't partner and instead it says we love right it says imitate what god is doing follow god's example in loving people and that's the way that we that we take take our stand in this stuff that's how we do, that's how we take um a stand for the morals and the values and the 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 long-term picture for what God has and his long-term plans and purposes is that that we love people um and I think that's just so unexpected by uh like that's just so unexpected for what people would measure this stuff by right like that if you're if you're cheating someone out of their money or out of inheritance or whatever I think the last thing that you expect from that person is that they turn around and love you, that you that they turn around and show you uh, and reflect the love of Christ and and the the news that he sacrificed himself for the, for you, even if you're a cheater, even if you're a swindler, even if you're whatever that list I let, read out earlier, even if you're any of those things, I'm not going to partner with you, but I'm going to love you anyway, and I'm going to show you the way that God looks at you and shows show you the way that God thinks about you and knows you. So we're called not to partner. Instead we're called to love. And the last one is that uh, and this is back in Corinthians six first Corinthians six eleven. So he's listing out all of these things that, uh, you know, wrongdoers and um, sexually immoral and idolaters and adulterers, all these people will not uh, inherit the kingdom of God. But then it says, and this is what some of you were. So basically, lads, like, you know, all of these people won't get it, but this is what you were in that group as well, right? Like, you know, don't think that you're any different from any of these people. Um, But you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And the way um, I want us to wrap up here today is just to to take hold of this bit specifically, that this this truth that we've been sanctified, we've been justified, and we've been washed by the Spirit of the God, of of the Lord. And because um, without Him we can't do any of this stuff, right? We can't we can't love our our society. We can't love people um, without His love. We can't change our society without him changing us. We can't uh, take a stand against anything that the world throws at us without his backing, without his power, um, without his, uh, without knowing his purposes and his plans for our lives. Um, and so I just, you know, 
when I was pre- preparing this um, over the last six months, uh, <laughs> you know, I was just, just thinking like, there's not, there's not really much in this to flesh out. Really, it's like it's pretty. The Bible is pretty straight on it. It's like, don't partner with this stuff. Love people and remember that you were a part of this as well. And but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified, and don't forget it. Like that's that's the summary of it. Um, and so, um, Rob, I should have given you the heads up on this before, but maybe we can finish with that uh, song, The Stand. Um, just w- something that I've learned um, is that it's very difficult to 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 partner with something when you're actively going against it, right? So it's very difficult to to gossip about someone when you're blessing them, right? It's very difficult to tear someone down when you're contributing to them financially. You know, it's very difficult to to partner with one thing when you're directly uh, counteracting that in another way. So um, I, I really like the words of this song and, and uh, you know, that we focus on, on God and we focus on these three things that we've been washed, we've been sanctified and we've been justified um, and that everything that he has for us, like what, what Patrice and Rob were sharing earlier, like that everything that he has for us is available to us um, and we just, need to, we just need to surrender, we just need to stand and uh, stand <laughs> you know, and surrender and give it to him um, so I said the word stand a bunch of times, but let's stand. <laughs>